Grab your fork and grab your knife Morning, afternoon and night Mama's recipe and mine We're about to have a good time Hey sis, eat this Hey sis, eat this Woohoo! Sis? Ciao, sis. Oh, get home already. This is your, you've been gone for too long. I can't <laughs> handle all this by myself. Well, you had your little tomato girl summer and it's only fair I get mine. You do. You deserve it. You're a hardworking lady. Yes, we all are. We hope that our listeners enjoyed part one of our Teenage Idiot series last week. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're a regular listener of this podcast, you know that Whitney and I are vehicularly challenged. Well, I would say <laughs> we were vehicularly challenged in our youth, in our teenage days. We were okay. teenage idiot drivers. So yeah. that sort of sets up what this week's episode is about. This compilation is all about teenage idiot drivers. Yes, because. Apparently, many of our guests are that. Apparently, our guests have just as many moving violations and offenses as we did. Seriously. These are some funny little idiot moments behind the wheel. And if there are any stories that bring up any fond or embarrassing memories of you being a teenage idiot driver, call into the hotline. 866 443 9747. We're going to kick things off with our favorite teenage idiots, our dad, Glenn, and his sister, our Aunt Karen. One of my friends' sister had a beautiful, like, 64 Impala convertible, uh-huh. right? They were kind of a wealthy family. And so he, he, we borrowed her car. I don't, maybe we took it without permission. I don't remember. But somehow in our, what, escapades, we pulled in to a garage or something and, and bashed in the side of the 64 Impala Oof. convertible, which was a pearl white. So we were like, what the hell do we do? We can't get caught with this. So someone had the brilliant idea that we could do a touch up paint with some white pearl nail polish. Oh my God. (laughs) So we tried that down the side, down the, you know, the, the the dented part. We still got busted. Ah. It was a good try. I had a date and it, it was a friend of my husband's, his father's company car. It was a yellow 65 Chevrolet Impala four-door with black interior, black cloth interior. So we went out to the lake and we'd all been drinking. And our friend who, his it was his father's car, couldn't drive. So he sat in the back seat. And my husband drove and I was in the front seat. And all of a sudden we started smelling something. I'm going to laugh at this. I started <laughs> smelling something. And I'm like, what's burning <laughs> And the guy starts yelling, my butt's on fire, my butt's on fire. (laughs) And he's pounding the seat. He dropped his cigarette in his lap and he burned a huge hole in his father's company's car. Oh, no. His car was brand new. So they're like, oh, what are we going to do? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, they dropped me off. And what they did is they knew a girl in high school that had her father had the same car. No. So they went by her house. And swap the back seat out with her back seat. Oh, my God. 
what about the girl's back seat? They put the burnt one in there. But, but wasn't she going to get in trouble for having a burn well, in they, her? I mean, maybe somebody wouldn't even notice it. I don't know. But they swapped out the seats because it was brilliant. the same interior and everything. As a car man, Dad, how is that even possible? Lower seat and the back seat were not connected. Oh. So you could just take that out. You just kind of pulled on it and it would pop right out. Oh, my God. That is funny. Yeah. That's hilarious. I really thought that was awful. My butt's burning. My butt's burning. <laughs> <laughs> My butt's on fire. (laughs) This butt is on fire. Yeah. Um, It was was pretty funny, actually. Now that I think about it, I'm just like, oh my gosh, did they really do that? Yeah. They did. Okay. So, (laughs) so we all have our strengths and our weaknesses, right? So, um, God bless her. One of Courtney's weaknesses was driving. When she was 15, 16, she had her first wreck. I think the second day she got her car and her license. And it was, was the second a, week, but it might've been the okay, second day. Second week. And there was a series of these events. She had so many wrecks that we had to get into an insurance pool where the state of Texas provides you because you have to be insured. You get into a pool. And so some poor insurance company has to take you. I did, I so did we not were, know this. That's true. So we were in the pool, high, high risk. And God knows what it was costing me to insure that Mitsubishi. One of the things she did is I was out in the yard on a after late afternoon and I don't know, maybe I was watering the yard or something. And I hear a noise coming down the street and I, and it's like metal on metal or something. And I look up and here comes Courtney in her car down the street and there's sparks flying off of the front wheel (laughs) on the passenger side coming towards the house, just a line of fire rolling down the street. And she pulls into the driveway with no tire, no tire on the car. Front or back? Yeah. Front. Front. Front passenger side. Don't need that to steer. And I said, holy crap, what the (laughs) hell happened? Where is your tire? She goes, I don't know. She got out. I don't know what happened. And I said, well, you must know what happened. Where's the tire? Where's the tire? The tire's supposed to go there. She goes, I don't know exactly what happened. All I know is I was driving down the street past Whose house? Some cute boys. Some cute boys' house, and they were playing football in the front yard. I didn't know who the boys were. You didn't know who they were, but they were apparently very attractive because they distracted her enough that she swerved to the right on the residential street and hit the curb, thereby blowing the tire out and off the car. Now, that was four blocks, four and a half, five blocks from our house. Now, wouldn't you think that maybe you'd pull over? Call your dad, call AAA or something. Fix we didn't have tire. cell phones, just halfway. I had well, one of those chunky car phones, actually, but wait, I didn't, didn't think. Just I was... She told me, I said, why didn't you stop? And with those boys there, she said, and they'd <laughs> see what I did? No, I couldn't stop. I had to drive home. <laughs> so she drove home with no wheel, no tire on the car. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know. that. that well, was the part of- that you're forgetting is that the hubcap shot up into the tree. Above- <laughs> <laughs> and we had to go back looking for the hubcap. It was like, <laughs> like 20 I feet up in the air. I completely <laughs> forgot about that one. And then the only, the only thing that tops that at all is one of the actual collisions that she had 
she was driving, I don't know where she was, over by Skillman or something. And she ran a red light accidentally and, and ran into somebody, you know, that T-boned them. And she called me like she always did and all upset and everything. So I run over there to make sure she's okay. And I'm trying to figure out what the hell happened here. Because she never had a memory of the event. You know, she never really remembered what actually happened because if it pointed any blame towards her, she was afraid. Like she ever got in trouble. Did she cry? Oh God. Yeah. yeah. Real crocodile tears. So anyway, I said, what happened? Um, she, and she said, well, the police told me that I ran a red light. But I couldn't have ran a red light because I didn't see a red light. <laughs> I'll process that a minute. <laughs> oh, anyway, God. back to the insurance pool. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was honest to God, you guys, I think it was four or five thousand dollars a year just to insure that one car because of all the all the wrecks. Oh well, I'm gonna put God. the blame on you. You should have just taken my car away and said enough is Amen. enough. And you know what? I should have. Yeah. But you were you were pushover. Sweetheart, yeah. Clearly, teenage idiot driving runs in our family. <laughs> it does. My biggest idiot driving moment involved daddy. Oh, yeah. Now we'll move to Whitney. She ran into her own father. <laughs> what? <laughs> or backed into it, one or the other. It was Christmas or Thanksgiving, and we were leaving someone's house, and daddy had pulled out kind of into the intersection to look to see if he could go. And I pulled out, but I was looking on the left side, and he didn't go. And so I ran into him. You probably had a cigarette hanging out of your mouth, so you probably weren't looking. You're probably lighting a cigarette. Probably was or changing well, the CD. I said about you flipping your car. You were probably fixing your hair in the rear view, smoking a cigarette, and looking at some boy around you and lost control of your car. That sounds about right. <laughs> Whitney, this is literally my favorite teenage driving story of all times. <laughs> it's so good. Yes. Jason, Jason Chow from mm -hmm. episode eight really gives you that visual and takes you there and mm. makes it all the more funny. So if you snooze, you literally lose in this tale. It's the, the family tradition things that, uh, you know, that means something to just the family, you know, and, mm -hmm. and we we always like to pretend like we're asleep when someone else walks in the room. And <laughs> it, 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 it's it's funny the first time and then it's not funny for like the next 20 times. And then it really starts to get funny again. And so my mom, had, I was I'd seen my mom on the way home and I had a standard uh, Mustang yeah. That I was driving and a standard uh, for those people that don't know is a five speed yeah, car transmission, where you use right. a clutch and a, yeah, yep. they don't make many of those point. anymore. Stick yeah, shift. stick right. shift. That's right, Colin. Thank you. So, and we had a um, like a porta cachet, so mm -hmm. that's how we would park. So, I was uh, a porta cachet for people who don't know <laughs> architects, <laughs> <is a> carport. <laughs> I was gonna say, and we lived on a cul de sac. For those of people who don't know, circle. is a circle. <laughs> Amazing. 
So anyway, as I as I race down the circle and I get into the driveway and I know I've got her beat and I know she I don't know why because it's no point and I haven't seen she hasn't turned into the circle yet. So, man, I'm going to really get her good. and I'm going to go and pretend like I'm asleep. <laughs> so I get into the port to the, to the carport and I uh, and I hop out and I run inside and I and I lay down in, in my bed, which is right inside the first door. And I'm pretending like I'm asleep. <laughs> well, during this time, my mom has turned into the circle and she's coming down the street and as the, the, the driveway's got a real slow uh, slope away from where I came in, and it goes back towards a fence and then to an alley in the back. <laughs> and forgetting to put the car either in gear or the brake on, because that was so important to pretend like I was asleep. <laughs> and this car slowly starts driving, and there's nothing my mom can do. And it's just building <laughs> speed, building speed, and then it goes down a real sharp <laughs> ramp. Crashes into the fence, fence comes down, crashes into the hood, uh, you know, so that all, and my mom comes in and I just think, boy, I really got her. I'm, I'm pretending like I'm asleep. She is going to really think this is You didn't is hear funny. any of this? No, I was, I, when I pretend like I'm asleep, he buddy, I am asleep. in, he really I am in character. She is in, he is in REM, okay? Yeah, I am straight. <laughs> and uh, needless to say, uh, my justification didn't really warrant the, uh, the damage that I'd caused. So, so yeah. what did she come in and say? Yeah, what'd you hear? I really don't remember. There's those things that you what black she thought out. When she just pulled into the driveway and one there of the goes cars the car. was just ghost <laughs> driving out the back. She knew, she knew I was racing home. So she knew yeah. I was being a jackass. Yeah. So she knew I'd forgotten. And it doesn't matter whether I'd forgotten or not. The car went into the fence and I was driving it. Therefore it's my fault. And so, yeah, that was, um, not good. Pulling into the driveway and Still just driving and, and nobody in it, right? In, like, right. Go? And I'm giggling as I'm pretending to be asleep. <laughs> it's yeah. just like I know that jackass is in there pretending <laughs> uh-huh, to be asleep. Uh-huh, He's yeah. in so much yeah. trouble. I thought you got like Abducted. revelation. Yeah, exactly. To taken to heaven. And right. Just empty car He's just gone. Around. Yeah. Did so. you get your car taken away for at least a week? Or I'm sure I did. More? Yeah, sure because it had car. to go to the body shop. Court, you're so lucky that your girls are two years apart because I would have been scared shitless to have identical twins on the road at the same time. Yeah, I know. And especially these two, but they, well, they had that Ford Windstar to keep them safe. Mm -hmm. And it was the backdrop to many tales uh, from Emily and Mary's early days of driving. So after hearing these stories, you might think if only those Windstar walls could talk. Well, let's go back to when we were at a friend's house and Mary was driving like a bat out of hell, reversing out of the driveway. And she hit the bumper on the fire hydrant and ripped (gasps) off the bumper. Oh, my God. It happens. For real. And so because the bumper just ripped off the Ford Windstar, we (laughs) opened that one sliding door, (laughs) put the bumper in and drove it home. (laughs) Was the water spewing everywhere? From no, the fire luckily, hydrant? no. But no. luckily, no. I thought they could just pop that bad boy back on. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, right. She's like, we pulled in the driver's. Like, oh, what happened to the car? I'm like, Mary, Mary Rita, yeah. she was mad. Yeah, but I'm like, we have the piece. I'm not a big deal. <laughs> it's not a Lego car. Right. <laughs> Mary thought it was a Lego car. Just pop it right back on. It'd be fine. Whatever. We can just pop it back on. We can just pop it back on. Stop it. We're popping it back on. I can relate to this story because I too ran into um, our garage door, but 
I was a minor offense compared to this poor sibling, Jonathan, um, our next teenage idiot. It's true. Jonathan from episode 24 was a repeat offender. Jonathan was the uh, sort of first, the pioneer in the driving space of the Williamson uh, children getting their driver's licenses and uh, starting our fabulous driving track record. Oh. So I'll let you, I'll let you do <laughs> that one, Was it as good Jonathan. as mine? I mean... We both should be living in New York City and not driving for the rest of our lives. But <laughs> I'm a terrible driver. I'm a self-admitted awful driver. Oh well, tell them what happened. To the, ex- to the extent in high school, I damaged the garage door twice, one time driving through it and then one time backing out of it. So I completed that rare double of destroying the garage door from both ways. And like we had a driveway that it was like one big, it's called a pipe stem. I think it's kind of a regional thing. I don't know. It's like what, it's a big driveway that then leads to several other little driveways where like there are different homes. Sure. So, and ours would go, we went downhill to the pipe stem, but then you'd go back up to the house. And so it was a stick shift car. And I knew that if I left my foot off the pedals, I would coast down, but then the trip back up the hill would slow me down and I'd come to a stop almost perfectly in the garage. So I'm going through mail, like looking at mail as I'm going down the the pipe stem and I come back up, you know, I see, I turn and I'm like, oh, the garage door, when I hit the uh, garage door opener, didn't, didn't start opening. So I thought, no big deal. Just let me hit the brake. I put the clutch in instead of the brake, (laughs) panic, throw the mail to my right, smash or clean through the garage door. Um, And yeah, and completely destroyed it. It was horrifying. And I don't I don't remember mom and dad being upset about that because I just think they were like baffled. When Jonathan was going into his senior year of high school, our dad was transferred to a base in South Carolina okay. and our parents decided to live the year like apart. So Jonathan yeah. could graduate from his high school. Oh my so God. it was like the first day because I fact checked the story with mom this morning. It was the first uh, day that uh, that, yeah, that dad was gone. And she said she got called out of a big meeting because you called and said that you had driven the car <laughs> into the garage. <laughs> oh, no. But then when did the other one happen? Like not that long after with the same car. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how much yeah. damage was done? A lot. It was to, a Honda Accord with electric For sure they needed a new garage door after those incidents. Yeah. And was it a, what kind of garage door? Like, did like you Like a go normal one that went like what? It? Yeah. No, like he drove clean through it. Oh my God. Yeah. It was like something, it's like a stunt person's right. uh, <laughs> job. And I remember, so I, I had to pay to replace the garage door, but I didn't, you know, I was like lifeguarding, I think. So I paid all the money for that, but I couldn't get, I couldn't, I didn't have enough to then get the car fixed and it had damaged the door of the car. So then I had to climb into the car until I could get uh, the money to get the car fixed through the window. Yeah, I then entered the car through the window um, until I eventually got it fixed, which I don't know if we even ever did before we sold it. Oh, they probably did it. God, I too drove straight into the garage door. Did you know that? No. I had a couple of friends in the car and I was just talking um, and looking Stephanie at the person. Uh huh. Looking at the person in the passenger seat and dad was in the front yard and I just didn't stop somehow. And I hit the garage. I mean, it wasn't like as bad as that. It was like, it. you know, ours are for whatever reason, our garage doors never worked electronically. Right. They like, never opened. Yeah. And so it, I just, I just knocked out the bottom of oh, the garage door. Okay. And I remember dad being like, what the hell? What's going on? You know, I yeah, just yeah, didn't typical. stop. Are you your eyes open? God damn it. You know, so yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I feel your pain, Jonathan. 
Most of the time, the little teenage idiots are at fault. But with the case from episode 34 with Ashley, I don't think that she should be held accountable for the multiple driving offenses that she had in high school. Mm -mm. I wish I could have been able to blame my driving record on my Mitsubishi Galante. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no chance. Yeah. (laughs) Were either one of you a danger to society on the road when you were teenagers? I was a little bit of a danger. I went over a mailbox (laughs) in our neighborhood. Oh, how did that happen? Like a high mailbox? I hope it wasn't brick. Like one that has the, the post or whatever. At the end of the driveway? Yeah. Okay, this is the part of the story that no one's talking about, though. <laughs> the car was faulty. Oh. My parents, my first car, they bought from our next door neighbor, mm-hmm. Uncle Charlie. Was it really your Uncle Charlie? No. Oh. <laughs> he was like a really nice white man yeah. that just lived next door to us. Neighbor Uncle Charlie. He had an Explorer. And my parents like bought it from him, I think, for probably like or something. I don't know. (laughs) Actually, I think it was a 96 or a 94 or something like that. It had some mileage on it. It had some mileage on it. I'm getting this in 2004. Okay. So it's not like, no, that's not that bad. We got about 10 years on it. Anyway, I ran over the mailbox. My power steering was off. I kept trying to tell everyone, you guys, it's the steering wheel. And everyone was like, no, like I was getting in trouble. Learn how to drive, Ashley. You need to be more careful, whatever, whatever. So I was getting scolded for it. Then my junior and senior year in high school, I made a lot of friends that lived like a little bit further out. Mm-hmm. One time on the, I don't even know if you know this. Mm-hmm. My brakes stopped working. Oh, that's scary. On the highway. Oh, Lord. On 495, my brakes stopped working. I'm literally going like this. The brakes are not stopping. I'm freaking out. I don't even remember how I got them to stop. Ended up making it to my friend's house. But of course, I can't drive it back home. Oh, oh my gosh. They end up having to tow my car back from my friend's house. So, but again, they're making it seem like it's my fault. I'm like, you guys, there is something wrong with this car. Like She's just a teenage driver, you know. You know, I there were times I probably could have been a little bit better. I'm not saying that I was like the perfect driver, but I didn't have a safe vehicle. Yeah. They gave me an old car that had bad power Did steering. The mailbox, was that an incident because the brakes weren't working? Or? It was my power steering. It was the a steering power wheel. Steering. She ran into that mailbox at like 80. Also, my, my speedometer stopped working at one <laughs> point. I couldn't tell if I had gas in my car. In retrospect, it was not a good car. I don't know if Uncle Charlie was that good of a friend. I mean, he sounds like he kind of did you dirty. That's a bad uncle. Or did my parents not do their due diligence at like really inspecting the car to make sure this yes. is a safe vehicle for yes, their 16-year-old to drive? Probably she, not. She's clearly worked through these issues. Yeah. <laughs> We're working through them tonight, I'll tell you that. Courtney, I hope that our listeners have enjoyed this Teenage Idiots series while I've been gone. Well, I have. And I think that our audience can probably relate to a lot of these stories. <laughs> and I hope that they have a few of their own they'd like to share with us. So please call into our hotline with some Teenage Idiot driving stories if you have any. 1-866-443-9747. All right. Well, I'll see you next week. I can't wait. Yeah, safe travels. Yeah, let's let's close it like we always do. Love you, love your show. I miss you. I miss your show. I know, I know. <laughs> Binge eat p- pizza and pasta for the next few days. Oh, you know I will. Arrivederci. Thank you so much for listening to Hey Sis, Eat This. If you LOL'd, peed your pants a little bit or even smirked, 
please hit subscribe if you haven't already and feel free to rate and review, but only if it's positive. Also visit our website for recipes and to sign up for our newsletter at heysiseatthis.com.